Welcome back to another episode of Unright Podcast. You have Grant, <clears throat> got Elijah. We're going to talk touch on the day. Um, people haven't heard already. Pistons finally sounds like they're very close, if not already. Got Monty Williams signed and locked up to be the head coach of the Pistons for the next six six or more years. Big, huge contract. Um, very, very excited, very optimistic. Just kind of seeing, you know, what he was able to do with the Suns, um, you know, in a quick, you know, short period of time. But yeah, I'll uh, throw it over to you, Eli. Just wanted to kind of see your thoughts on Monty Williams, just, you know, what you think of him as a coach and how you think, how you see him fitting, you know, just with this young Pistons team that we're looking to hopefully take a, you know, take the next step here in the next couple of years. Yeah, I think that's what I think this coaching hire would and should do is get us to that next step, that graduate, next gradual step, which would be, you know, put together um, um, a play-in type run, you know, get, get get you to a respectable amount of wins somewhere in the 30s, uh, you know, help the fan base out, help the team out, get them a little bit of confidence, um, yep. and then look to build from there. Um, I think this is um, – I, I think we see the diamond in the rough as far as the roster, as far as the cap space available, uh, as far as just how we've been robbed of um, some wins as far as injuries and things of that nature where if you can keep this roster healthy – um, along with the money we have available, along with the draft capital we have coming up with the fifth pick. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of exciting things happening. Um, and I think he probably seen that as well. Um, the $78 million, a very lucrative deal, that probably helps the situation. Um, on top, he got $20, $20 million on the back end coming from the sun still. So um, he is um, obviously rolling in the dough, but hopefully he's obviously um, motivated to, to yeah. come in with this team. That's what I'm thinking. Um, we were as we were texting over the last couple of weeks. We were as a fan base a little nervous when it, we were, you know, heading into the draft without a coach, uh, yeah. heading into the lottery without the coach. Um, I was seeing some conspiracy theorists saying, you know, that's there's no way in hell the league will give you first overall pick if you don't even have a coach in plan. Uh, things of that nature, wow. things I didn't think about at all. Um, mm -hmm. and and so, that, you know, that all gives me, you know, positive signs. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited about it. I think we needed to make a big splash. And for a while, it looked like the owner was meddling in things a little too much. Um, that's the things I was reading on Twitter that maybe he was overly involved. Mm. Uh, but at the end of the day, we went out and got um, a recent Coach of the Year winner, a recent finals appearance coach, and he turned around that team in a very short amount of years uh, with a couple of good young pieces and a couple of smart acquisitions as far as like a Chris Paul yep. um, and, and drafting the right players. Um, I think he was probably a part of the Aiden draft and, and, and just kind of took that and slingshot it into where they are now, where is a mm -hmm. contender or it's a disappointment if they don't make it to the championship. Yeah. Yeah, no, he was, uh, I think I say overall, he was in like a, you know, awesome coach and was put in a very good situation just with having like, um, I think his name is James Jones. I think that's their GM, you know, bringing in like drafting guys like Aiden, um, <clears throat> Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson. And I see a lot of like, these players aren't like as like similar, like they don't have all similar play styles, like the Pistons, like, you know, who we have on the Pistons right now, but we just have guys that like a prime example is just, you know, how he was able to kind of unlock, you know, Aiden. I mean, I think they had a little bit of beef as far as like, you know, towards the end there, but he was able to get quite a bit out of Aiden that year. They made it to the finals. And I'm like, man, you got Wiseman and Duran, you know, uh, Isaiah Stewart. You just have a lot yeah. of like players, like bigs that could, you know, hopefully he can, you know, develop the way he was able to, you know, get Aiden going a little bit. 
Um, you know, obviously Book is like a superstar and, you know, doing his thing. Um, <clears throat> we'll put no pressure on no Pistons player quite yet. He got quite a few young guns still. But, you know, you hope that, like, we can kind of get K. He can help Cade or, um, you know, Jay Nivey, um, you know, take that next step, you know, to be like one of the better, you know, two guards or, um, you know, in the NBA, like combo guards in the NBA. And, um, yeah, I'm optimistic. I mean, I think back to that bubble run to where they won like – they went like undefeated in the bubble, and that's all, all they had was Book and Cam Johnson and Mikael Bridges. They was a lot younger um, at that time, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but just how – what they were able to kind of do there, you know, after getting a little time off in the summer and coming into the bubble and playing pretty well, they didn't get the chance to play in the plan or anything. But, I mean, it even shows that he had them – moving in the right direction before Chris Paul showed up. So hopefully yeah. we can, you know, get a nice little, you know, have this core, get them tightened up a little bit more. And I don't think this is a big, like, superstar free agency market, but um, there's a couple of teams, you know, out there. Like, I, I wouldn't be mad at, like, a Jalen Brown, you know, somebody that, one of those, like, 1B type stars. Mm -hmm. um, you know, finding somebody like that um, just to be able to get us moving in that right direction a little bit quicker. Yeah, I think we do need the shot in the arm. Um, I think, you know, with this team here over the last couple of years, I would say, you know, we it is it has been just turmoil after turmoil after turmoil, you know, um, you know, blowing draft picks, trading our way, a lot of draft capital going to get Blake, um, you know, Josh Smith. And, uh, yeah, Josh Smith blowing that, keeping him on the books to like he probably just got off last year. You know, I think um, it's been, you know, a lot, a lot of that. I think so. We and we have taken the time to eliminate a lot of that. The books are clean. The, the roster looks good. It's it's really a matter of keeping these guys healthy. I think. Yeah. Um, if, if, I could be very naive thinking this, but I if you take Cade, Ivy, Duran, Bobin, and all of them guys can play, let's say, 65 games, 70 games together. I'm thinking we're winning a good 40% of them games. You know, yeah. I think we're probably, we're probably, a, that's a very, I, it could be a little naive, but I think that's somewhere in that ballpark of what I think this roster is capable of. Um, and when you just look at, we were not that bad. And so if you can get a coach to kind of light a fire under some of these players' asses, motivate them when it's right, yeah. uh, educate them when it's right, you know, just, um, and then play to win. I don't know how often we've done that recently. You know, I think after, Cade went down this past year. I think we kind of said, all right, we packed it in. We can pack it in again. You know, um, I don't, I think that should not be the case anymore. Um, I think you have enough pieces on this roster to go get something done. Um, and it, it'd be a shame to waste them. Uh, and and just looking the last thing I'm gonna say is you talk about his uh Monty Williams increase. Um, so the the years leading up to him becoming the coach, they won 23, 24, and 21 games. Uh, his first year, they won 19, 34 games. Second year, 51, 64 games. Um, yeah. And then brought it back this year to 45. So yeah. um, you could see that natural stepping stone uh, of almost making it to the very top as far as the championship, strong let down there. And, and you know, you kind of more or less kind of blew up the team this year to kind of swing for the fences. Um, and I think he, I'm just a casualty of that. And, but if you can go get here and get to work again, um, you know, I, I think we have more than enough firing power to put together something. And, um, you know, I, I, I just truly do believe in a lot of these players. I think K 
Kane can stay healthy. He's very legit. Ivy's proved this year. Um, and and a lot of players are kind of – we have all those core, and then we have a few players that are just kind of approved at times. You know, uh, Wiseman, you know, he's, really, he's got to put together, string together a year this year. He might fail and stay up out of the league, just like we talked about before we hopped on here. This is a very short leash for the one-and-done players. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't put together um, a solid 82-game window in there over the first three or four years, you might find yourself somewhere else. Um, and I think yeah. he's kind of already at a second destination. That third destination, you end up getting traded for a second-round pick, and then you're out of there. Um, yeah, downhill. That's, that's kind of the window, and I think you can add a couple other people on there. Um, uh, obviously, Killian Hayes, I think he's probably on his way out regardless of what he can kind of put together. I think if he puts together something well enough for us to keep him, we'll probably try to trade him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he, that's kind of where – where he is at his spot. And, um, but I, and you never know. He's also still probably, but 21, 22. So it's uh it's very obvious. You got a lot of players in that window as well, where, you know, you kind of got to prove it, put together some stuff here or you're on your, you know, your third or your fourth try. Right. Yeah. No, I think um, it is just like, I don't know, it's tough. Cause <clears throat> you know, when, when you're in the uh, lottery and you're kind of like just, picking up all these young guys, like it ain't their fault. You know, that's just kind of like yeah. we're talking about before we hopped on, that's just kind of like the culture that's being created now. So like we are just in this very weird, like volatile, like volatile, like position where we have like guys that aren't panning out all that well that are just kind of there. So yeah. you hope that new blood, you know, coming in, new voice out, like, me, you know, he's a pretty older guy, but, like, I think just having somebody, I think, like, kind of like that new voice. I don't think Dwayne Casey was doing anything wrong. I just kind of feel like – I don't think he wasn't – I don't think he was doing he wasn't coaching no damn defense. That's one thing he was doing wrong was not coaching no defense. But um, <clears throat> I just feel like, you know, as long as my – like you said, here right on hand, Mike Williams coming motivated, assuming he's going to have a big chip on his shoulder just because the way that, you know, things kind of went south with Phoenix, kind of just getting tossed to the curb. Um, I feel like if we can, yeah, keep 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 uh, people healthy and just try to. I mean, as much as I love this young core, it might be time to start to, you know, throw them around here and there and start to just uh, see what we can get for them. But next these next couple of years it's gonna be real critical. And I think we gotta start to kind of start fighting back and not just laying down and hoping for another top three pick, you know, yeah. the next few seasons. <clears throat> I agree. I agree with that. And and then I I I, I second that a lot. And I and I hope we don't find ourselves in I, we're in the same spot where we gotta make the right moves because the other worst thing you can do is you know, let's say we do rattle off thirty eight wins this year and then we drop fifty million dollars a year on, you know, whoever next year and then blow it all up because we're trying to expedite it that quickly. I think you just gotta, you know, whoever the equivalent of Josh Smith is next summer and we blow it up, you know, we spend it on him. Yeah, and, you know, I I just think we it's that it, it we've been bad for so long that you really you have to strategically play this out. Um, yep, and I agree. I think a prove it two way player, whether it is a Jalen Brown type, obviously he's coming off of uh, tough some struggles. Yeah, um, but I think he he's proved he's to me he's still proved proved that over the last couple of years that he's a great two way player. Yeah, and I think um somebody that would probably fit well. Obviously he's very. Jaden Ivy like, um, but I think uh, it's not going to hurt another dude that can shoot that well, that can drive it, create his own mm-hmm. shot. Um, 
Oh. I think he could play a little bit of the three too. Like I think he could, mm. you know, kind of just I think it, I think he could play all of them together, and uh, you know have some have some decent success. And I think he would be one of them guys where like right now he's kind of in Tatum's spotlight. So I think if he kind of has a little bit more of a green light, you know, on a team like Detroit, you know, I feel like yeah. I feel like it could be a be a be a pretty solid pick. But yeah, I'm I gonna, I don't know the contract of it all, but um, yeah, if you can go sign um, Miles Bridges, would you do it? Yeah, I take a look at Miles Bridges for sure. I I, I, you know I agree with that. And I almost, I think I want to take back my Jalen Brown pick because, or idea, because then we have to pay him $300 million. So I don't know if that's going to be the best thing to do yeah. right now. But I think a player kind of like a Jalen Brown, like a 1B, you know, mm-hmm. just somebody that, like, you, I think they just kind of need, like, one more alpha to kind of be able to kind of pull them out of tough spots. Like, right now you got a lot of young guys that are barely even, you know, probably getting to the airplane all the time for road trips. You know what I'm saying? It's just like a very no, I, I agree with you on that. I <clears throat> I agree with you. Um if the money's right and assuming it's not nowhere near a max type deal, I, I'm with you on um on Jalen. But I think that's probably what he would want and probably could get that. Yeah. Uh, but no I agree. Uh I think if you could go out and get him, I don't know if Charlotte owns the rights or however that would work with that. But I, I think obviously um I don't know what the legal back end of it is, but he is definitely paid his his tides to the league as far as not playing for the whole year. Um so if he if if he's available and all that, I think he would he, talk about coming back motivated, talk about a, a shot in the arm, a dude that probably shoots 35, 38% from three, could jump out the gym. Um, yeah. I think he I would come back home. I think he would fit very well um on the on the squad. So I think that'd be somebody I would look at. And I'm yeah. So I'm just kind of looking at just a couple of different players here right now. I mean, hell, like I mean, Chris Middleton. That would, I mean, just if you want to try to get somebody that can get you a lot better quicker, I think that's somebody mm-hmm. to maybe take a look at. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I I wouldn't be mad about a Harrison Barnes type pickup. Um, I'm mad at Harrison Barnes. So. I mean, I'm looking Christian. I mean, we we gave we gave up Christian Wood and basically got somebody that does the same thing as Christian Wood and then traded him. Come on, Jeremy Grant. But yeah. um, I'm mad at. Uh... Cares the word. Yeah, that'd be. I think that'd be a. You know, I think they just they just need like a get a better blend of like veteran leadership, mm-hmm. and you know, just like young guys. Like I think if they could bring in like three to four, like really really solid veterans, like proven playoff experience. Yeah, shooter off the bench. You know, yep. like you come in, hit two three threes a game. Lockdown um, D. Yeah. Hell. <laughs> I think a great one would be Grant Williams. Like, Bring I think back. that would just, you know, powerful, you know, solid power forward, hit the hit the open three, play defense. I mean, we watched him have a nice little run with uh, with uh, Boston last couple of years. Um, yeah, there's some, like I said, there's not no, there's no top dog out there. And I wouldn't expect a top dog to come play for Detroit anyways, but I think there's some guys out there. If you can get two or three of the right kind of players, I think that could, you know, free agency alone could give us an extra seven to eight wins just based off of, like, just depending on who we get. All right, you want a veteran leadership? I got you. That guy you got in his hands on. <laughs> <laughs> Man, 
I wouldn't hate yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, as, as you a know, player coach. Yeah. He didn't even get he didn't even get a jersey. He just sit in a suit. Yeah. Yeah, just sit, just be posted up and just tell people like, you know, like, yeah, don't we in Miami, but don't go out tomorrow. Like, I think they just need, you know what I'm saying? Like they just need like them type of like players just to kind of keep. I mean, they got a lot of guys. I mean, I mean, I'm about to pull up the Pistons uh roster right now and just see like age. <clears throat> Cause that's like our biggest thing. I mean, you look, yeah. Wiseman, 22. Ivy, 21. Hill, Hayes, 21. K 21. Uh, Bogdanovich, 34. Duran, 19. Don't turn 20 till late November. RJ Hampton, 22. Marvin Bagley, 24. Stewart, 22. Um, Livers, 24. Um, we got guy, you know, like Alec Burks is still there. You know, got Corey Joseph. You know, so those guys are solid. I think we just got to try to like mm-hmm. address that next level. Like we got to, we got to upgrade. No offense, Alec Burks and Corey Joseph. We got to try to find a way to upgrade them type of players. You know what I'm saying? Just to give a little bit more, like, um, I think just stability on the roster overall. But yeah, all these guys, like nobody that core, nobody was over 25. Yeah. That's wild. So, good yeah. problem to have. You you know you just hope that we can. Might have to get off a couple of them, put those pieces around to try to, you know. Right. Get that roster a little, a little more win now ready. Yes, I agree, and I think it keeps young guys involved mentally. When you're, it's hard when you. I can't imagine being 19 years old with 10 million in the bank. <laughs> yeah, we are. We are currently 11 and 56, and I'm in Miami. Like, <laughs> yeah, you, you go to right. You go to you go to Orlando, Miami. You hit Atlanta. Then you're, you know, what I'm saying you're probably going to Texas and. <laughs> You know, yeah. playing in Houston like two nights later, like it's it's tough. And I hope that Monty Williams can kind of be that, you know, that voice to like I'm not saying we got a team full of people that's just running wild, like, you know, or anything like that, but there's definitely something there that needs to kind of happen just from like uh tightening up the roster a little bit and getting them, you know, just getting the young bulls on track to just right. prioritize the right things and hopefully get some some W's on the board uh next year. No, sure. And I know we um uh... We we gonna try to drop one league. We gonna drop one lease every every week until the draft comes up. I think the draft is the twenty second or twenty yep. first. So uh, you know, try to keep that good rotation uh, up until that happens three weeks from now. Um, yep. and I think we're gonna def- definitely start coming with a little more draft prospects, people that we think we should try to target for that fifth pick. Um, and every year, uh, I think we Jay Ivy was the fifth pick last year, but every year there's obviously those all stars that are always drafted post first overall pick. And I think we, so we just yeah. have to find those diamonds in the rough and, um, and, and, you know, I, I think they're there and don't and draft best available. I don't care yeah. what he is, what position, just best available player. Cause that's what you do on the worst team in the league. You know, you can't be trying to sit there and say, well, we need this, we need that. Um, you need talent. And, right. and, um, and that, that talent um, travels, you know, regardless of what, you know, what position they play. Uh, they'll make a difference. So that's kind of – I know we're looking forward. Got a couple guys we both like. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm kind of excited about that. It's always fun doing a little bit of research. And, yep. um, and I think this draft in particular is – it was such a letdown um, not getting that first pick. But I think we uh, – there's a lot of talent in this draft. And I think – and I'm not wishing this upon him, but I think we might look back in a couple of years here and say, thank God we didn't get that first overall pick because <laughs> – um, hey, you know, I, I'll be willing to bet 
pretty strong there's going to be uh, people drafted after him who have, have at least as good of careers. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to transcend any other player. And this might be chopped up on YouTube for 100 years, but who knows? Um, I think he – I just – Freezing I, cold I takes. Think, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm with you. I'm with yeah. you. I mean, I, you know, we I mean, we always talk about it like, you know, I'm, I'm not I, – I take a – I hope he does well. I'm never mad, you know, looking to take a closer look at the guy that played as a freshman at Villanova and was all freshman team. I mean, I think there's a lot of good guys in that top five uh, range that played at high levels um, over this way in college that could definitely take a look at. And I feel like there, like you said, there are quite a few diamonds in the rough. G League guys, I got a lot of cats that um, that top yeah. that top um, ten. I, I like to, I like the Taylor Hendricks. Yep, um, played at Central Florida. Uh, I, uh, this is obviously completely second round. Just I wouldn't be mad at. I mean, second round, I don't care. Go ahead and draft Bates if he's sitting there. Yeah. Um, yes. You know, yeah, I think. <laughs> He he's a he's a guy that's gonna come to he he'll make he'll have a splash in the NBA period mm-hmm. I, I know that for a fact um so you know I, I'm ready to look at it, find a couple more diamonds in the rough as far as people like that um just maybe overlooked um and the whole other side we can do a whole video on the, uh, these G League guys and just how uh, that effect on the, on how this yes. dog is trapped you know so absolutely just to see, just to see a couple more years of that you know obviously Jalen Green. Turned out to be very pretty good, very good. Um, but just how frequently those, you know, uh, I get I'm trying to blank on what I'm trying to say, but just I guess the correlation between being good in the G League tra- and working translate. The NBA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're playing G League teams. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, I mean they're playing G League teams for like a good six to eight months. And then after you know that they go right to the draft. They've already they're I mean, they're seeing guys that were in the league, you know, as in some capacity mm-hmm. at some point. So yeah. And that's some two way for players. Yeah. A nice pipeline. Yeah. Get some, you know, I agree. Like so I just be interested to see that because if a couple more, you know, let's say uh, Scoot Hendricks works out, um, you know, his stats look immaculate in the G League as well. So it's one of those things where okay, maybe these guys are going to be if they if they do anything like that, they sh- it's a it's a surefire that they'll be good in leagues. Um, that'd be something just to kind of keep our eye on. There's just a few of those hovering around where that it could be the fifth pick, could be eighth pick that I'm kind of looking at a little bit. Uh, I just don't know how to measure it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's kind of weird, but yeah, no, I'm, like I said, I'm. I mean, I ain't gonna be ever mad about taking a stab on you know somebody that's played college ball at a high level or somebody that's playing that G G League at like a mid to high level. I think those are both like those are both over time have shown to be solid decisions for majority of the right. team overall. So yeah, I'm sure. Good Oh yeah, no, nothing else for the people. Like you said, we'll be tuning in uh, next week, week after touching on a lot of uh, just players available around that five spot and just kind of digging in and analyzing their game and seeing how they fit, um, you know, with this Pistons rotation. So until next time. We'll be back at you. Yes, sir. Please.